Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Hello, everyone. Hello, world. Yay, we made it. Facebook did not want us to go live today. They booted us. They booted us from our originally scheduled program. (laughs) We persisted. We're laughing about it now until we're not, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Wow. It's been a week. I feel like every week I'm saying, wow, it's been a week. Yeah. Uh, And uh, last night was devastating for, for many. I think for the majority, for the minority, there was celebrating happening. Um, How are you doing, friend? You know, um, it it just feels very heavy. And, um, you know, so today I dug in and had a very long meditation. Um, You know, I'm like, oh, what was that? Where's it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just had a very long meditation. I'm kind of digging, going inside right now. Um, I don't know what else to do. I think it's kind of, it's just kind of crazy. And I personally, I don't know what to believe or not believe anymore. I'm just feeling very, um, a little overwhelmed um, by everything. So I just am trying to shut it down. Yeah. Uh, I would say the same. I would say looking at the facts feels uncomfortable. Yeah. When you look at the experience of, of this new um, justice, it doesn't make sense. Uh, when you feel the the joy, I don't know if you saw, but the um, the official justice, like it's the GOP run side of the justice. Their Twitter okay. handle was like, "Congratulations, Amy! Happy birthday, Hillary Clinton!" Like it was super snarky and it was just gross. Was and it I was, birthday? What? Ha, what's that? It wasn't Hillary's real birthday. It, though. It was her real birthday yesterday. It was. Wow. It was just a jab, and it's yeah. like. What are we in second grade, fifth grade? Yeah, um, I think that's the part that's really disappointing. Is yeah. and it's on. It is on both sides where where we've gone to these um, name the name calling and it's it's too much. It's too much. Well, right? it is too much, and I am also convinced that good people don't run for office anymore. Um, and the people that I know who are good who would consider it, you know it's scary. You know, it's like you lose yourself somewhere along the way. And so I guess that's where I feel like most disheartened. It's like, we're screwed either way. (laughs) You know, like, I don't know. It's not there. Like there's not an option. There's not a good option. That's like, 
I, I feel like we're just in trouble. We're, we're creating down a path that feels very, very um, turbulent and scary. Well, and I think, I think on top of that, it is the realization that if you have money, there's nothing to be scared about, which is so gross. Cause that's ultimately, if you have enough money, you can get the healthcare you need. You, you can get into the right doctors who will take care of you and whomever you love. But you, if you're poor, you can't. Yeah. And money gets you around the rules. And so these people who maybe even don't agree aren't screaming out loud because it doesn't really affect them. And that's not, that's not the world I want to be part of. It's the world that we're in though right now. And so it's even more important friends that are listening here live, they're listening to the replays, bring your circle in bring your circle, know who your circle is, bring your circle in. Do not be afraid to ask the questions where you're uncomfortable about potential answers. You need to know who you're surrounding yourself with. The energy and the vibration on this planet depend on that. And if you are simply collecting people and collecting likes because it makes you feel good, that time has passed. You need to connect with the people in your life. You need to understand who they are. And otherwise we end up with this in, incredible division that's knocking at our own doors. If, if we're collectively bringing the people that believe in the same mission we're going for, then we actually have the ability to make change. It's the crazy divisiveness, I think, that gets in the way of progress. And there's this weird like, well, hmm. Don't unfriend people you don't have things in common with. I feel like the time for that is past. Like I I'm it's not like I'm actively, you know, violently unfollowing people. However, when I see a post that is in direct violation with who I am and there's no changing their mind, I'm releasing it. Yeah. It's I feel like for my own mental health, I have to release it. And, you know, most of my posts, honestly, Molly, are, are public. So if anybody were to come and scroll down my page to check out what they see who I am. And so if people want to engage with me, they absolutely can. I just feel like we're not in a space and social media is not the place to change minds. It's not. I, I actually have been sort of trying to stay off of social media lately. I just if it's a rabbit hole and it's I don't know. You know, I have people who, are, you know, in North Carolina, and I don't know if it's just North Carolina or if it's just where we live, but it is a wealthy area. And a lot of people that I know and love are have very different beliefs. And, you know, we've always lived in this place where, you know, I respect you, you respect me, there's room for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. And I do fundamentally believe that it just feels like we are sort of, um, that we've lost our way, you know, that when we start, when we don't protect the the, the smallest and the weakest and the oldest among us. Um, and if our society just doesn't value um, every single human, then we, we're, in, we're in deep doo-doo. Yeah, and I, I keep, I feel like I keep coming back to this. I'm, I'm trying to understand where in the, the morals that they're pounding on this drum, where it says in there to hate people. Well, I mean, there's violent hate. I don't understand it. 
Well, I think it's always been there. That's the scary part, right? Now people just have um, a voice for it and they're justified in it. Um, and that I think is the most damaging piece of all of this. Mm. You know, I've been looking at, um, someone from high school had posted something about, you know, how, you know, love is love, right? And that we need to just be really mindful that we don't undo all, so much progress that's been done. Yes. And the, I made the mistake of reading all the comments and, um, it's, it's gross, you know, there's just, um, it's gross. And, you know, people need to confront why they have those things in yoga. We call these things kleshas, right? They're when you have strong aversions or strong um, attractions to anything. So what those highs and the lows, those are those things that you need to introspect about, right? That you investigate, you you turn, you look into when you have very, very strong feelings about something. Yes. That is um, an opportunity for healing. And that's positive or negative, right? Because again, we talked about polarities and how things are always the, you know, the, the opposites of the same energy, right? Right. So, you know, because what we're striving to be is the neutral middle, right? Where we are the steadfast, steady boat, that can um, co-create in the universe and not um, and not just be you know in the small craft watercraft you know just being you know floated from thing to thing or you know turned over and over right but you're trying to be the steady easy thing um, my words aren't even with me today because I'm just kind of you know kind of I don't know I just feel kind of heavy and, and sad really it's um, real it's real and and you're making sense I I I, I feel it uh, <clears throat> I think the maybe maybe it's better to say like the, the feeling that I that I feel overwhelmingly right now is loving is that needs to be my focus as I keep coming back to saying don't focus on that don't focus on that negative stuff like yeah. focus on love focus on compassion and empathy and focus on shining that light and it's i've never had so much trouble so i've never had to talk to myself so much about that well it's really easy to slip into the opposite right and yeah. but then we're just contributing more of that same energy yes and so it really is the most important work to do is again to hold space for the higher vibrations, for the love and the peace and the empathy and the compassion and the humanity and, you know, and, and whatever that looks like. Right. So, I mean, I think that's the part to me that like people that I know and love who are educated and kind and good people who have really opposing views about what they're seeing here play out. And like that, that is really um, interesting, right? Because, it does make you question that this is not a situation that is, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine. It's like, okay, I trust you. I know you, I respect you and I love you. Um, but we're really looking at the same thing and have radically different impressions of what's happening. And so it's really hard to reconcile that, you know, because, you know, and so the only thing I can say is, you know, again, going back to that thing we talk about all the time about how every single step along your journey has colored the lens of your world. And so we are really leaning into that knowledge that, you know, our lenses can be different 
um, I, yeah, and just not getting lost in that. I don't, I don't know. I just, it's, it's very, it's, I find it to be a very dark moment and, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of questioning everything. Yeah. I, I don't think you, uh, well, I know you're not alone because I'm right here with you. I'm walking side by side. And I think that that's, again, it's with all of the intolerance because that, I mean, that's what it really comes down to it being intolerant of others and wanting other ones to others to be just like you in order to be right. Okay. <laughs> right. Whether it's the, the right uh, gender, the right voice, the right political party, there's such intolerance in there. And I keep coming back to, okay, where, where do I need to be focused? What is my filter right now? Is my filter frustration? If it's frustration, all I'm going to hear is frustration. Yeah, it's fair. And, and if I my filter is love and my filter is finding the love, it, the thing is it, there are times where I'm not finding the love, Molly. I'm simply, I, like I know it's, it's no longer there. And that's the part that's hard to reconcile. And a differing opinion about how we see a judge <clears throat> Well, I mean, I felt that way over Kavanaugh. <laughs> like, it's not like that's new, but but li literally I could still see and hear love in some people. Now it's just snarky and bitterness and just this weird energy. And I'm ready. I, I, I don't think it will be over according to everything that I'm reading that it'll be over on election day. Um. And it's so weird that it's called election day now that I'm an adult and I realize now we're, we're in election season, like election weeks is a thing. Yeah. It's not one day, um, like election day is the end of the election. Like it should be called election end day. Yes. And my birthday. <laughs> and your birthday. Yes. Well, that's the, that's the silver lining of the day. <laughs> um, I think that though, that like, it's even that's, even that feels misleading. No, I'm with you. And that, Ooh, bummer. Like, well, I don't know. Like people didn't used to like, I don't know. I think election day. I mean, I always used to vote on, you know, that Tuesday, whether it was the fourth or the third or whatever, you know, and now I think just because it, it feels like there's so much at stake and it feels like there's so much not to be trusted. I mean, and the truth is it's not, that is real. I mean, we sent, you know, we, we have employee, you know, people that we pay for red tail and, you know, we sent checks like two weeks ago that still haven't arrived. So there is tampering going on with the mail. I mean, there's something's is, happening. Something is happening in the mail system. So yes. it's, that is real. I mean, and that is um, on a couple of occasions. So it's not um, just like an isolated incident. Something, something is happening and you wouldn't know it unless you were looking for something. Right. So because this was something that we were specifically, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's very weird. Yeah. Oh, no, I hear you. We we were um, <clears throat> absentee, like we use an actual ballot that's sent to us in the mail uh -huh. for two decades here in Washington state. Well, the two decades I've been here, I don't know when it started. Uh -huh. um, and for many years, I mailed it. We voted and we put it in the mail. For the last two elections, we haven't done that. We've actually physically walked it to the box. However, we walked it to the box on election day. Yeah. Thinking, like today is the day we're supposed to do it. Yeah. Right. And now learning that they're talking about not even like those votes might not even get counted if they're not checked in in the right place by the right time by midnight. 
It's like, well, it's crazy talk. How could they possibly count hundreds of thousands of votes coming in on, you know, in, in a the last hour of election day, which sometimes there's lines. So, so anyways, I, I feel like I'm learning a lot. That's that I keep coming back to where's the love. Okay. I'm learning. Yeah. The love here is I'm learning things. I'm learning things that I, uh, I didn't realize I didn't know. And there is beauty in that. So I'm learning. And so for anyone who's feeling the frustration and all this, uh, and to kind of weave in, you know, the topic of the, of the day, which is that failing forward, right? We feel like last night was a, a, a failure for our loved ones. Like we have, we've got to be vigilant. However, we were learning so much about our political system. So like, let's keep remembering that we're learning. We're learning about the people who are in power. We're learning by the votes they're putting forward. Yes. We're learning. We What we can't do is forget. Yeah. What we can't do is, is vote and then stop paying attention. Like we have got, no matter who is in office. Because well, isn't that the definition of insanity is when you're not learning is when you just keep doing the same thing over and over. Mm -hmm. And maybe mm -hmm. that's part of it. Maybe part of this whole like veil of, you know, ignorance, you know, again, in yoga, that's called a vidya, you know, is being dropped and people are kind of seeing things more clearly. And it's like, it's really gross. It's the underbelly. Um, you know, and so it's like, okay, we choose to live with this knowledge or we can break it, burn it and start over, you know? Yeah, for sure. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, <clears throat> we, we dug in without breathing. Okay. <laughs> and I feel like before we get into the, the, the affirmation and those, let's guide us, Ms. Molly, please. Let's, let's find our comfortable seat today. And I think this is a really important breath that we all should be practicing every single day. It's uh, called green breathing, and we've done it before. And it's something that um, is a really important breath in this moment because it connects us um, to sort of universal energies. Um, so find that comfortable seat, rooting in the sitting bones, grounding through the feet, lifting through the spine. Just begin to bring your awareness to the very tip of your nose and feeling the air entering the nose and leaving the nose. Now imagine connecting to the closest plant or tree or flower or whatever living piece of nature, something green, the closest thing you have in your awareness and just Find this beautiful reciprocal breath, breathing in the exchange, exhaling, returning the favor, remembering that our trees are actually working with us, the plants are cleaning our air. So we're moving out of this mode of conquer and control and moving into the mode of awareness and reciprocity. And starting to connect to the system, right? And being a part of it, not trying to control it. Big breath in and big breath out through the mouth. It's mm, good. I love the visualizing of God's creation around us that was created to be in harmony, right? The thought that 
they're here to clean the air for us is such a beautiful reminder that we were created with love. Yeah. And it works together, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes, it does work together. Chop things down and for our own, you, you know, like, I don't know. It just, we have to wake up to the fact that we're part of a system and not just, you know, so destructive. Yeah. Yeah. We, well, I do believe that more people are waking, waking up to that. I do feel like the, um, the hate that is, and I, I sadly this morning was, was typing or was texting with one of my typing <laughs> was texting with one of my girlfriends. And I said, you know, I, I hate to see the church crumble under this weight. And I feel like it is, I feel like a big part of it is. And I feel like it's doing the opposite of what the intention was behind bringing people together to lift their hands and to honor our creator, right? That this, this concept of coming together and being in, um, in connection with one another and whether it's linking arms or shaking hands or, or, raising your hands that the concept of two or three gathering uh, in his name, right. In the name of, of this amazing, magnificent creator has been lost in the translation and it's coming to a head right now. And on the flip side of that, I also see a lot of people who have not gotten stuck in second greater faith who have opened their heart and have been listening to the still small voice saying, this is not all there is, you know, take heart, keep looking, keep searching, keep researching, keep reading, keep, keep talking, right? Yeah. Don't, don't retreat. Don't retreat. Don't just be appalled by what some of these people who are cloaked in, you know, righteousness, but don't be, don't, don't, don't run from them in the opposite direction, you know, stand firm and learn. And I'm so thankful that we have each other and that we have a beautiful circle of others who aren't giving up that fight, who are learning to breathe, who are connecting with their breath on a daily basis, who are journaling like mad right now, who are getting it out, um, who are also like my October is sober October for me, right? Where I, I cut out a lot of um, the things that I felt were not, I was choosing to numb myself with. Mm -hmm. uh, although the one thing I did not give up was Netflix or TV. <laughs> yes. uh, because I feel like it's, it, I guess it could be considered a place where I numb, but it's also a place where I delight in delightfully escape. And last night after the crazy, there's two things that I did. One was I watched the, have you ever seen where they take the, the debates and they do li um, lip reading, but it's really bad lip reading. Oh no, that's funny. I'll have to share it. Cause I, uh, Andrew and I laughed so hard. Like I nearly lost my dinner because I was laughing so hard. Like it actually had Biden saying like butt chunks, like over, like just his mouth was, and it's like, like I so needed that laugh. And so I was like, okay, laughter heals. Okay. This feels good. All right. So what are we going to watch now? And so we chased that with some episodes of Schitt's Creek. Oh, that's what we're watching right now too. Yes. And there is nothing better to chase the blues away than Moira and David. 
I totally agree with that. And so we laughed our tushes off, uh, you know, watching that show. And I mean, Moira's accent in the show, her mannerisms, her outfits, everything, they bring me joy. And so we have to remember that, right? We have to remember that when we all, we do go through something that feels like failure, that even though we didn't have control over what was happening yesterday, yeah. um, it still feels bad. It feels, it doesn't feel good to us. And so in the realm of what we're gonna talk about today, we have to find a way to heal. We cannot let that fester. We have to feel it. We have to feel it and then we have to heal it because otherwise we cannot do what we need to do today, tomorrow, the next day. Uh, and so I was messaging some of my girls and I was saying, you know, like, take the, take the night. Like there's, you don't have to fight the fight in the middle of the fight all the time. Uh -huh. Take the night, take a bath, uh, you know, again, watch, watch a movie or a show that cracks you up. Um, I'll be sure to drop the link to the bad lip reading of, because it's, it's so funny. I love it. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Like that's the kind of comedy that cracks me up. And they, and really it was a, of the first, um, I think it was of the first one. I can't remember now. It was just the two of them and it, every debate kind of looks the same when they're not speaking. Wow. Um, but it's, it's their voices, even the voices, like the cadence of their voices and the tone of their voices. It's so funny. Like you just, you have to find that place. Uh, and when yesterday rolled, yesterday morning rolled around and I, I knew it was coming. We all knew it was coming. Yeah. I was like, what is today's affirmation? Like, what is it? Where, like, it's it's like the roll of the dice. <laughs> What's it going to say? What's it going to say? And I loved the, that it was all around defining our own version of success. Yeah. And, and remembering that if we don't define our own success, then the one that the media or our friends or our family, the ones that they define for us become ours. And that's when I feel like that's why a lot of women in particular in my mom's generation, in the boomer generation, they woke up one day, like in their fifties and said, whose life is this? I had that moment. Yeah. Yeah. In my thirties. Yeah. I looked around and I'm like, I have single-handedly created the life that I, that everyone else wants for me, but that I don't want for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, right. Yeah. And, and I think that you're, so that would have been right around the same time that your mom was probably in her fifties. Like, yeah. Well, my mom's, my mom's uh, 60. So she's 30 years older than me. So she, oh, so she would have been in her sixties. Yeah. So the, it's this interesting journey that we've also seen our moms go through that we've been able to kind of jump on the realization sooner, which is such a gift. And I'm even seeing, you know, my nieces, embrace it in their twenties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, my daughter too, who's a teenager, you know? Yeah. You know, has a sense of self, you know, it's so good. That is so good. I'm so thankful for that for sure. Um, let me, let me read the affirmation. So today let's, let me go over here. Like I'm all over the place today. Oh. Either. And, um, I have, um, today. Oh, right. oh yeah. <gasps> yeah. Your ladybug cup. Yeah, but I have a mint Tulsi basil. And the reason why uh, this Tulsi basil is um, a really, it's called like a, a maybe some uh, holy basil you might hear, but it's awesome for stress and um, just sort of a overall wellness herb. 
So if you are feeling it, um, it's really a nice cup of tea, um, but the mint kind of makes it smooth, but holy basil or sea basil um, mm -hmm. is a really nice blend. Um, you can, I don't sell it, um, but I'm going to probably. And, um, but it, it's great for, so it's sort of like a master herb, if you will. I love it. I love basil. I love basil in anything. Yeah. And it doesn't taste like basil, like you're having like an Italian meal or like a, you know, like a piece of pizza. It's, it's smooth, you know, and um, it's, it's actually quite nice. So, well, I find that when, uh, you know, I, I'm not as vigilant with my basil during, it really only grows here during the, like a six week period hmm. when the sun's out. Cause it's too, it's too gray here. I mean, it just, yeah. it, it, um, so I basically buy the live plants from Trader yeah. Joe's like, mm -hmm. and they're, they're alive for a couple weeks and then they're not, Yeah, <laughs> they're alive for a couple weeks and then they're not. Uh, but when the, when they flower, whoopsie, wasn't doing my job. Um, I love the taste of those in my tea. Yeah. Basil flowers. And so that's kind of what I'm imagining when you're talking about your drink. Yeah. I don't know if you can see it, but I actually, um, yeah, it's, it's lovely actually. But it's super, super chill. I love it. I actually have um, Earl, Earl Grey cream in my cup today. Mm -hmm. This is one of my favorites. I needed caffeine because, of course, it's morning here. Yeah. Um, this tastes like a London Fog without any creamer in it. Okay. And London Fog is one of my favorites. Like running through the airport. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to like. Coffee to me, the older I get, the less I like to drink coffee because the more I have to like douse it in stuff. Yeah. It needs a bunch of cream. It needs like, it, it simply does not taste good to me. It's so weird. It's like, I remember as a young person, it did. Yeah. It, it just, it doesn't. I mean, literally it's like, can I have coffee with my creamer? I'm like, yeah, that's probably not a great healthy beverage to be drinking, you know, like five tablespoons of creamer in the morning, but switching over to Earl Grey has been great. It's been great. It's very British of you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was the worst English accent ever, but I, I did give it a try. Yes, you did. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> we were, when Drew and I went to London, I, I was in, well, the first time we went to London and we stayed there and we were staying in the hotel and it was like, they don't have coffee. Mm -hmm. The hotel didn't have coffee. They were like, no. Yeah. No. And I was like, oh, what's this going to be like? Like, where's my romantic morning? Oh, my gosh. It was so much better with tea. Yeah. Well, in the process of, ste of, of steeping and I don't know. Actually, I was, um, do you know Erin Noble? She's a friend of mine who lives yeah. Um, here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we were talking um, yesterday and um, we were doing this whole like the, the coffin, the caffeinated coffee hustle versus the slow steep and um, you know, tea world. And it, just, I mean, it really, it's a metaphor for so many things right now, you know, like, you know, culturally. So it was a, it was a beautiful little moment. We're like, yeah, that works on all the levels. So. Yeah. And I have seen, a lot of those memes, kind of the, the coffee versus tea. Mm -hmm. But even there, it's like, it's dividing the two, right? It's like, I just don't prefer coffee as much as I used to. Yeah. I, I prefer tea and I am still going to love my coffee drinking friends. Yes. <laughs> I just, start my day with coffee and then I, my afternoons are tea. So yes. my mornings are coffee and then the rest of the day is tea. 
Yes. And I usually have one cup of coffee. And if I have to reheat it at all, it's done. Like if I don't drink it, boom, in one, it's done. Yeah. I'm like, it obviously wasn't that cup of coffee. I remember, do you ever watch Ally McBeal? I used to, yeah. I, so, when it first came out. Yeah. So there was this scene in it. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes scenes just stick in your head forever. Yeah. It was one of those scenes and it was Ally McBeal, I don't uh, Clarissa Flockhart, is that her name? Uh -huh, I think so. Clarissa or Carissa, Clarissa, I think. Yeah. And the gal who was on um, Melrose Place, the other one, the other, like, uh, yeah, I, know. I don't know what her name is. Um, she was like, she was Billy's wife in the show. Yeah. And there was like, coffee was such a big part of that show, like the latte, right? Like, I'll get yeah. some lattes. And there was a scene where they were both like experiencing the first sip of coffee. And how like just sensual that first sip of coffee can be. Uh, and I love that. It's like one of my favorite scenes. And so whenever I'm getting ready to sip my first sip of coffee, I think about that scene. I think, go all in. Because Andrew makes a coffee for me in the morning. My one cup is. Surprise me. It, it, yeah, no. <laughs> No, it's beautiful. And he has one of those frothers. So it's got like yeah. an inch of foam at the top. And um, so I, so it is like an experience and he literally will stand in front of me and watch me sip the first sip of coffee. Like it's part of our morning ritual. And, and so if I don't drink that whole cup, it's I'm done. I gotta be done. Cause otherwise then I'm just trying to like somehow fit into this. I gotta drink more than one cup of coffee in my day. It's a habit. I need to release it similar to the, Oh, it's five o'clock. Now it's an appropriate time to have a glass of wine. And then maybe another one, like uh, those are all habits. Yeah. I don't need it. They're, they're not bringing me joy. Um, <laughs> well, the wine might bring me joy, <laughs> but come the morning or come my sleep, uh, which is again, one of those things when you're, uh, when you're paying attention, I realized my sleep was, it is so much better this month. Yeah, that's cool. so much better. Like ten percent drop, additional drop in my heart rate at night. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And for my long term cardiovascular health, that's so super important because I have many things and many years um, that I want to live and many things that I want to do. So, um, <laughs> have we read the intention yet? We haven't. No, uh, but I, I I do love this because I am celebrating one of my achievements as I speak. Right. So today's affirmation is I will take time to recognize my achievements. I will learn from celebrate and honor my divine successes and failures. Yeah. <sighs> and the second part of that the and failures is the part where I feel like we're getting better as a society. I don't yeah. feel like we're, we're at full, like at, at full capacity with embracing the failures, but I feel like enough people are talking about it. I feel like it's mostly women talking about embracing failures. Yeah. I'm trying well, to, I don't know, maybe that's no, well, well, trying to in business, right? Because there's that, you know, fail forward, fail fast kind of mentality, right? That's all part of this agile, um, you know, work workforce or whatever, but you know, I don't necessarily think that, um, so the, the, I think that what's interesting is people can say the words, but then you have a culture where everybody is just celebrating the wins, right? And where, you know, 
I mean, this happens all the time where people just are talking just to make themselves seem like they're contributing instead of, yeah. you know, I don't know. I've always had a kind of a problem with that. But I think for me, what I love about this intention is reminding ourselves that everything is in a state of transformation. Yeah. So even if something is succeeding, it's an ing, right? Or failing, it's not finite. It's yeah. part of a stage in transformation. Yes. And that I think is one of those, when we understand that, then we have, we, we're sort of celebrating the entire time, all of the, the different milestones. Um, but it's not like you're done ever. I mean, and anybody who's, who's trying to run a business, you're never done. Right. I mean, it's just always constant motion, constant transformation. Yes. And even like right now in the fall, you know, while the leaves are dropping her leaves, I mean, the trees are dropping her leaves, the, the leaves themselves become food and fertilization for the soil and nourishment. Right. So even that process of dying off and things, you know, you know, changing, it is, you know, part of the cycle. And that to me is the biggest thing that I think people miss the boat is when we don't honor the cycle of things. Yes. Um, and reach it. You're pounding on your desk over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'm pounding Deborah, but I would, I would, there's nothing wrong with that. You're putting an exclamation point on it. Yeah. I love it. You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that about the leaves because I was taking a walk yesterday and I saw the, you know, the, the landscapers or whatever in our neighborhood were blowing them all into piles. And I was like, stop. Yeah. Like, why are you like, Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. It's going to look, it's not going to look pretty for a couple weeks. Like this is why we're having to reseed every single year is because you want it to look pretty during those two weeks. But that is exactly the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Right? Like that, like we do things and why are we doing things? Because we have lived in a state of domination and control. And we aren't living in accordance with nature. We aren't living in balancing in balance and we aren't in harmony. And so our landfills are overstuffed and we've lost our way. We just don't know how things work. Yeah. I mean, that is the reason why we ended up buying the farm is I wanted to know how things work yeah. and even like learning how to compost and do things like that. I mean, you know, and, and the chickens, the chickens are the best example of that. I mean, yeah. they give us food right? They eat all of our scraps. They fertilize the ground. I mean, they're perfect little companions, but we just, you know, most people who come to our place have never actually seen or held a real chicken before, let alone, you know, a truly fresh egg, you know, within that was, you know, laid within the hour. Yeah. But we're, you know, like those are the things that we need to be looking at too. Like where can we break the bill of goods that we were sold in the name of innovation, which really have basically, you know, that are crippling our planet and ourselves, you know? Yep. Well, I think that you're, you're basically answering the question that you're asking, which is we can, we all can, it's just, we have to make that choice and we don't all need to live on a farm, No, in but, order to it's delightful. Choice, but it is delightful. <laughs> uh, as you know, I, I am a Minnesota girl. I, I did not grow up on a farm myself. My grandparents had a farm. My uncle is, works the farm. My cousins, my cousin in particular, he does. And um, it was really interesting growing up, like it, up on a farm, like spending my summers on the farm and seeing how everything worked. And you're 
absolutely right. Like I have a relationship, a special connection with the ladybug and it's related to my grandma because my grandma was always delighted when there was ladybugs by her strawberries. Yes, because the aphids. Because they, yes, they nibbled on the little jerks that were monkeying with her strawberries, which were delicious, teeny, tiny, super sweet strawberries, like mm -hmm. no sugar required kind of a strawberry. And that this is similar to what I was saying about religion earlier. I think a lot of us get stuck in what we learned in grade school. Yeah. Like we learned about things in grade school. We learned about our history in grade school. We learned about our uh, uh, religion or faith in grade school and we got stuck there. Like, yeah. and yeah. it's when you can ascend beyond that, when you can find books that are outside of the prescribed library books that were at your school or like if you can just ask the questions and find the, the new ways, it's amazing. It's amazing what information is out there. It's not hidden. Yeah. You, you have to look. Well, or going back to the old ways, right? That we stripped in this in the mode of, you know, um, domestic domestication, right? That to me is, you know, and I do love myself a teacup, don't get me wrong, but I do think that, you know, this idea of the rewilding is just absolutely singing in my bones because it's about learning that path um, that's not just about stripping things, right? But it's yeah. about how do we fit as part of the system and not just as the the dominator or the, you know, the, the controller of the system. That's like, I think Vanessa Bergmark posted not so long ago on her page about um, the Napa fires and how the town council was pulling in the Native Americans who would have the sacred burns, you know, to control um you know basically the fires were part of their sacred ceremonies and that they were banned from performing any of it but how like you know having this knowledge of you know not again the, the sacredness of things yeah and that this was a process that they had been learned and passed on from their ancestors but it also protected the land because they were working with the land yes and, and that to me i'm like that's it we need more of that yes well, I remember being at the Grand Canyon a couple, uh, three years ago, maybe two years, three years ago. And have you been there before? I have, but we actually, I think we're going to go this summer. We're going to do the RV thing. Yes. So there don't miss the, the little movie at the beginning. Like a lot of people skip that because they're like, wah, wah, you know, yeah. Watch the movie. Okay. It, it shifted my perspective on all of these fires. I mean, the fires are bad. Do not get me wrong. There is nothing good about these fires that are burning hundreds of thousands of acres of land. However, they, they're they actually talking, the forestry system is talking about how things like Smokey the Bear actually led to the problems we're having now. Hmm. Is that we didn't have all these small little fires over the last 30 or 40, 40 years. So now it, it's all going all at the same time over and over and over again. And if we, if there were more controlled fires, and so if there were more controlled fires, let me finish that thought. If there were more controlled fires, we would have far less of these raging, you know, like evil, evil fires. I mean, these fires feel evil, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're consuming, but they're actually doing their job. Mm -hmm. 
Like we need that, that earth does need to go through that cycle, that process. And yeah. so this movie at the Grand Canyon was like mind boggling, mind boggling. Again, something that we consider to be a failure, a fire. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. That's actually, we need more. And so they have these, and we saw them doing it. They have these like fire gun things. Oh, yeah. Like, <sighs> yeah. It's really, like, very Stranger Things-ish, isn't it? Yes, very, very much. Black Mirror, Stranger Things, kind yeah. of creepy and weird. Yeah. But but the fact that the folks who are here to serve the planet by caring for the forest are learning that part of caring for the forest is actually burning it mm -hmm. is, I think, part of that circle coming back. I think the the idea of things need to be perfect and pretty and, and put together at all times and that that's what success looks like is, yeah. is, is what we're breaking from. And yeah part of the exercise, I think that, you know, one of the things I talked about in the podcast about it, and one of the things that I talk about on this, you know, kind of in the streams on social is we all, we have to be vigilant about defining our own success in every season. We don't yeah. just do it once because right now you, how you might complete the sentence, I am successful when is different than it was 20 years ago, maybe even 20 months ago. Yeah. I right. Love and it should, right? Yeah, it should. Yes. If it's staying the same, then you're not growing. And and right now in the season that you're going through with rewilding, your success statements might all be really, truly directed towards that. Uh, and it might be more like the I will feel successful when I am doing X, Y, and Z. And, and that's where we're striving, right? Yeah. And, and these sentences, this exercise of going through filling out I am successful when fill in the blank, or I will feel successful when fill in the blank also allow you to see how you can give back and where, where you need to learn, right? Like I am successful when you're saying I am something that means you got something to teach now. Yeah. Well, those are really, really powerful words, right? So, I love, you know, yes, yes, they, they are and are, and the words that follow them carry so much weight. They carry so much weight. And so going, going through the process, everyone who is here with us, take out a piece of paper and write down, I am successful when, flip it over and write, I will feel successful when, and fill those pages. Where are you successful right now? This is the most beautiful process to go through because you start to realize all the things that you've accomplished and achieved yeah. These things that make you feel like yesterday was a success or last week was a success. What were those things? Because when we are high achievers or we we vibrate at a higher level, regardless of what the, what words you're using, we're usually also the types who fly right by the success and move right on to the next project, mm -hmm. the next thing. And so when you say I am successful, when it allows you're telling your brain this is a moment to celebrate. And so you start to see your successes more often, which means you start to celebrate them more often. And of course, as we know, once you shift your mindset towards abundance, you actually experience more success. That's it, right? And gratitude is a high vibration. So yes, it's important, right? Yeah, yeah. And so enjoy that exercise. I mean, it's a kind of a fun exercise to go through as we're getting closer to Thanksgiving. Now, uh, Thanksgiving is gonna look a little different this year uh, for many. I know um, I've seen all sorts of different 
how we're doing it this year, right? Some folks are, you know, bringing in six people or less, and they're already talking to them now to say, like, let's all be very vigilant the two weeks before, yeah. you know, like making these packs to care for each other's health. And then there's others who are like, well, you know, um, whether it's joke or not, you know, like for funerals, you can have up to 30 people. So they're like, well, let's have a funeral for the bird and have 30 people and you know, work, work around it. I think whatever your way is, or if it'll be more like ours, which is zoom, we'll be zooming Thanksgiving at some, you know, throughout the day, uh, be safe. Yeah. You know, I, I, there's really for me to bless other people with the decisions they choose to make is the one way I keep my sanity. Uh, if it's a decision I wouldn't make, then I don't follow, right? I wouldn't go to somebody's house if there were going to be 30 people there for Thanksgiving. That's me. Yeah. We're lucky enough to have outside seating, right? So yes. That's what it's going to look like, something outside. In the Do you have like outdoor heaters? Because isn't it cold there or is it not cold there yet? Um, You know what? We we actually, Stacey's been asking for one of those Um. Like she's like, we need to get those things. Maybe we'll do that. We also we have a big fire. We could do a bonfire. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That's that's a good question. Um, we need, we're running out of time, and we need to do yep. a meditation. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's find um, that comfortable seat and um, lift the spine, and again connect the the rhythm of the breath between the in the nostrils, breathing in and breathing out. We did that at the exact same time. That was funny. <laughs> um, we're going to do just uh, because um, success is so much about learning to listen to our truest of true voices. We're going to do the meditation where we're connecting the heart and the mind. So bring your awareness to the space between the eyebrows, our third eye, or this is also our frontal cortex, right? Um, our place for executive functioning, our, high, our highest reasoning um, parts of the brain. Just bring your awareness there. Concentrate on a single point between the brows. Try to draw your energy there. So even imagine your energy sort of splaying out and just try to pull them right in and hold them in the space between the brows. And then when you're ready, imagine concentrating on pulling that space between the brow into the heart. Breathing up from the heart into the mind. Exhaling the mind into the heart. One more time, breathing in the heart to the mind. Big exhale through the mouth and let it go. Simple, well, these simple things that, I mean, it may seem like, oh, why bother, right? But learning to create that clear channel between the mind and the heart is really the first step of being able to direct our will and our intent um, into a co-creator mode um, or a master manifester. You know, like you need to be able to know the difference between your thoughts and your heart. So um, that's kind of what we're doing with that. Oh, I love that. And before you even said the word heart, when I close my eyes there, I, I can see a red heart with an eye in the middle of it. 
almost oh. it's like the like i need to write it i need to draw it oh i love that it was very very and it was red like red. that reminds me of like very like a sacred heart you know mm -hmm. yes me a little bit like that yeah, yeah. anyways yeah. i think that he like i love drawing things out that i've seen Oh, do it. I, I that stuff for sure. That this could be like a boon, like you just received a symbol or something. You know? Yeah. Who, who knows? Who knows? Well, I, I've got icons and illustrations on my mind too, um, which is, so my mind is in create mode. So I appreciate that. I love that. All right, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know we were a little all of the place, but you know, spill the tea. That's what it's about, right? Spilling the tea <laughs> is about letting it go where it goes. Yeah. And and our, our two, two, Hefty to handle or what? I don't know. Hefty. Hefty. <laughs> That's such a funny word from you. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, friends, we love you. We wish you an amazing, amazing week ahead. Blessings and prosperity and peace, right? Peace. May you find peace in the days ahead. And may next Tuesday, next Tuesday. Oh, it's my birthday. <laughs> We'll be coming from the mountains. We'll be in Asheville. So. Oh, you will? Yeah. Oh, fun. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I was wondering if you were going to be stolen away or not. That's yeah. wonderful news. That's such yeah. wonderful news. All right. Well, everyone, have a great week. We will see you next week. She'll be from the mountains. I'll be from the forest, oh. I guess. <laughs> and we'll be breathing in with the trees. I cannot wait. Take care, everyone. Okay. Bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com, and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.